what's up guys how you are how are you doing beautiful sunday morning um it's your host in the drone sports fan we're going to the episode of sports fan podcast um <laughs> you missed me i mean it's weeks since i recorded an episode basically i had some personal issues to deal with and i couldn't um, really record but i'm back though i'm back fully i had a lot of thoughts running through my head or should the time i thought i could just put it out there and record but i couldn't because i was too busy to do that but hopefully um, i have a lot more time and i have to reschedule but anyway this is not what you want to hear you want to hear from me and i am going to give you uh, my opinion and my thoughts on happening this past week and there's something that's been bugging my mind since and I, obviously you should not be living on that rock if you've been active on social media which i assume a lot of my listeners are um you would have seen the you must have seen the enters protest around october um october november october october yeah ran to november around november first week of november or so then till the lucky shooting the shooting at the toll gates and um you know the unfortunate shooting at the toll gates and we everything died down a bit you know really sad and tragic situation i don't know man so since the now we saw the demands you know the demands in the entire protest and i really want to talk about this thing because it's really been playing in my head i'm thinking to myself what next you know what what's up what's the next move after the entire protest we've protested online offline donated you know we put things together and we we put things together and we actually put out a protest and made our voices heard in the during the course of those four five weeks three weeks rather well, i mean probably longer it was a really really important movement around nigeria that will never be forgotten in history um i must really say that i was really very very i was i was very impressed i mean obviously impressed for many reasons one because it affects me personally i mean i'm a young nigerian i am under 25 so that being said i am very much affected by the i'm very much affected by the activities of sars like it or not i'm a target basically for them if basically i'm a target you look good you look fresh you dress a certain way have a certain just don't look poor they assume you're a froster i try to extort you you know these things are personal i've never been harassed by sars before but i know people who have been harassed by sars one and just because for me it's one you touch one you touch all because just because somebody's been harassed doesn't mean it's not going to be you one day but like um aside i was really i was really happy that we came together and met and did something because over the years i've always had this opinion that we nigerian youth were, were cowards and we are i'm not gonna say the p word okay basically we are p words basically because we only complain and we do nothing i'm gonna try not to cuss because i mean the <laughs> girl said i'm gonna really cuss a lot so which we don't do anything when we we just hear and don't talk we just adjust adjustable span and suffer and smiling suffering and smiling now I really want to pick out certain things I observed during the protest. Um, one, I f- saw unity. I saw something beyond. I know this is a bit, you know, it's just a bit late me talking about this, but it's just it's not very late than never. And also, I just had to take time to process it and see how things unfolded over time. So I saw in Nigeria together, in Nigeria that could be possible, um, because irrespective of political ideologies and every other thing. You know, Nigeria as a country and as a nation, as a people, one problem we had, we came together and we put aside our differences. Now, the opinions of, you know, the opinions of Nigeria, Nigeria being a conservative society, even though I feel like it's very, it's conservative, but the most conservative society, but a really hypocritical society. But anyways, Nigeria being a conservative society, I saw um, the LGBT, whatever, they came outside and protested too, although... It's kind of unfortunate that they tried to hijack it with their flags even though the the aim of the protest was not really you know lgbt and all that it was to end police brutality because at the time they were also being affected by it so coming out and saying that they should you know and ask for acceptance you know it's really funny because you could have pushed on that day but you're trying to hijack the movement but anyway i digress so there was the lgbt um <laughs> lgbt the ones from twitter and all that that day they came out the um the nigerian youth the tech guys the tech guys the nerds every nigerian the religious guys you know everybody comes out 
they put things aside and just protested against police brutality. And now, I observed some other things around the paper of Nigeria. It was just a spark in Portacourt, in um, Lekki, in Lagos, in Wari, in Abuja, in around Nigeria, in Kaduna. Everywhere, everywhere, like we made our voices heard online, offline. They even when I started blocking accounts, started switch to bitcoins. We really showed them that. We can actually do without them and we do not need it's not 1991 or 1986 where you need to carry money in the ghana must go and use it physically we could actually do online transfers and even if you can't physically bank you can't bank the other banks the other ways we could bank we could bank via cryptocurrencies and get the money out there it was really really good to see from nigerian youth there was centers there was legal aid everything needed to keep the protest going was going until when the shooting happened now i'm coming to the unfortunate this is where i want to start talking about it gets serious during the protest a video circulated online um akokri yeah that's his name akokri i think he's a doctor so he spoke about the activities of these politicians you know like it or not we have pseudo uh, we let a pseudo generals yeah we have pseudo generals like it or not we have pseudo generals in power they are the ones in charge like it or not, silent in charge of Nigeria, they've strategically taken over Nigeria in a way where they they've governed as military guys or I would say dictators. I would say dictators basically. I would. They governed as dictators, and they also went ahead. Now they are governing as democratically elected, democratically elected in quotes presidents. You know, we started from Buhari, from Basanjo. You know, these guys were once you know military leaders and Buhari right now. And the activities of a lot of them also, they are circles. Now, he spoke about how, you know, these guys, they are, they are not new, how they do protest. They're trying to kill these things with fear. He spoke about it in a video. And I saw that video, like, he said, if we can hold on, we could actually change things. Um, unfortunately, we didn't hold on. We didn't hold on. I, I'm sorry, but it pains me to say we didn't hold on. If we, had, if we, hold, if we can hold on, we would um, see things through and things can actually change. Unfortunately, we didn't hold on. The the fear they struck into us, they, they tried different tactics, let's be real. They tried different tactics, they tried using the police to shoot back at people. They shot back at us, at the youths, and um, people scrammed, but they came back and increased in number. You know, they went to Abuja, protested, you know, um, people came out, and the numbers kept increasing, the numbers kept increasing, the numbers kept increasing, so they were afraid. They used the army, didn't work. Uh, you no, know, the army was the last straw basically because it was lucky shooting. But when I say they used fear, this is how they governed with fear. So they, um, they used the, after using police, it didn't work out. Then they used hoodlums to infiltrate the protest. It was very strategic. They used hoodlums. They paid some guys, I thought they paid some guys like 5,000 era, which is like less than $10, you know, to, to organize, to infiltrate this protest. And, um, basically do things to harm people unfortunately it worked and um so they could so in lagos specifically lagos they blocked the lucky toll gate the lucky toll gate i have a lot of thoughts i have a lot of personal opinions about lucky toll gate and the history around that thing one day i'm going to talk about it but today i really want to talk about this particular one and then they blocked it they blocked that lucky toll gate and you know things like that now the Toge shooting, I mean, I don't have to go over the whole story. There was a shooting, then they shot, unfortunately people died. Um, painful, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm somebody who doesn't really cry easily. I really cried. I cried actually because I, I don't really cry. I find it hard to cry. To show you how I find it hard to cry, one day, um, my rent money <laughs> fell out of my pocket, right? So it fell out of my pocket. I almost lost my lost my rent money. Now within those few minutes of potential homelessness, I didn't cry. <laughs> that few minutes of potential homelessness, because I mean the landlord is like, landlord is gonna come up, come later that evening to come collect his rent. And then what am I gonna say? Oh yeah, I actually lost your rent. Your rent fell out of my pocket. And I'm gonna be told to move out. <laughs> Probably move out. But I was staring at potential homelessness. What uh, <laughs> I found the money later, though, but I couldn't cry. That was how. And the other things that did happen, I find it hard to cry as a person. 
but I actually did. I don't know. I was able to reach out to my inner. Emotions and I actually kind of let out the pain of the shooting, and then we saw as time went. But now my point is, what I'm going to, what, what I'm just after this whole nine minutes or ten minutes summary of the whole thing, this is what I'm thinking, right? What next? What did we do? Because I saw many plants who were tweeting out stuff saying things like, "Oh, we want to come together and bring out a candidate in 2023. We're going to change Nigeria." It felt really good. It felt like a really good ride. But like the war isn't over, you know. The war wasn't really over. I was like, okay. We didn't hold on. We didn't hold on. That was the last straw. The shooting was the last straw they came. Because they, they put fear into our hearts. By shooting in, Le- in Lekki, everybody was told to go inside. Everybody was afraid. Everybody went inside. Because we were like, when is the next? Where's the flashpoint? Where's it going to happen again? Is it possible they're going to shoot? Where is the next place? I got to... I got to... Um, I got to find, find out that... I got to find out that, you know, people probably were just emotionally moved at the time. Talking about young party, promotion of party and all that. I don't, I personally have a lot of feelings about things like this, right? I, did we, we didn't take this thing seriously, did we? Now, the NSAS protest showed us how we can fund our own party, showed us how we can come together and have something to shake Nigeria. Right, showed us how we could fund our own party, showed us every single blueprint on how we could do, get things done. But after the protest is over, where is the party that we're going to form? We'll say we're going to form. Where is the party? Where is the um, the grassroots movement? Because, like, you know, let me let me say something then. The way Nigeria is set up, the the guy, in, the, 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 the person who lives inside. The, the village who is inside um, person who lives inside uh, Kiagbodo sorry um, um, this place in Kiagbodo that area there inside um, Omadi or something like that person who lives deep inside you know if you're traveling from Wari to Lagos for example or Wari to Benin you know along that road along, I don't know if you've traveled across if you're listeners if you travel just from state to state in Nigeria for example when you're in the open express, you look outside the bus, you see bushes, then you see one building in between the bushes. You see like a building, an old building in between the bushes, right? Then you see some people, some children playing outside. Maybe you see one light bulb in the house. The house looks old though, but like light bulb, you see some people with cassava outside their building. See those kind of people, right? How many of those people are connected online? Their children may be connected, maybe. But you see those people, they still have voting power. Those parents there, they have voting power, right? If you um, live, I made a mistake actually. When I, when I said Kiagbudu, actually, I, I remember the Kiagbudu Clark. I, was, I wrote, I wrote jam in every Kiagbudu Clark University. So I keep making the mistake about the area. Um, that Ike Clark University, I made a mistake, you know, about the area. Because I was, I went to, when I was going into that area at that time, I saw... You know, the vill- I saw, you know, you see, the, it's like deep inside the place. You see the villages around. You see the village. You see the old houses. Those children playing online. Sorry, those people you see there, those youths you see living in those areas. How many of them are online? You know, how many of them? Many of them don't know parties outside PDP and ABC. They don't. Now, you know very well that these people in power, they have the money, they have the clouds, and they have everything needed. To run successfully for elections, so it is set up for them where candidates have to come through their parties. One, two, candidates to have a third party to to challenge them. You need to have the same level of clout and finances. Finances, I won't say finances because to be fair, when you look at how much these guys spend in election during elections, right? When you see how much a lot of all these politicians spend during elections. You get to see the big picture and understand why um, Nigerians maybe it doesn't cost as much as you think to actually run an election successfully. It costs okay, it costs a lot of money. Don't get it twisted. But with donations from people, the entire protest, right? With the donations we saw and the donations you could probably see from Nigerian youths around the world and in the diaspora and every single nook and cranny of the world, you could see that they could fund their own party if they were willing to, right? But anyways, back to the point I'm making. Now you you see where 
during the the um the whole protest now there was feeding imagine that money that you, you spent on feeding and all that people were probably taking care of medically and all that right you campaign you use that you campaign around that because like it or not i mean i'm christian and when i used to go off evangelism back then right when i was when I used to go evangelism normally you were told that if you before you preach to a person or something you've got to because the hungry person is not going to listen to you that's the truth the hungry person is not going to listen to you he's not, he's not going to listen to you while you speak because he has not eaten since morning he's not going to tell you you're going to tell him jesus loves you okay i'm hungry jesus loves me i know i'm really hungry man like are you going to help me out there he just saying he just loves you and he moves. He's not gonna to listen to you. The guy wants to eat. So once he eats, he's gonna to listen to you. That is the point I'm trying to make. So these politicians, they've mastered the art of that and they use that very well. And that's why they've tried very well to keep people poor and people hungry. Now, those people in those places, they don't know anybody outside PDP and APC. They only knew about APC recently. APC did a lot of proper PR work. In that much, I'm not a fan of you know well keep aside my personal opinions of all these parties they did proper PR work APC they've been doing a lot of work for a long time in trying to see if in fact they came together they did probably they're not one APC they, they had to collab ANPP ACN different parties had to come together from the APC and they used that also during the time when PDP was in power they made sure that they inserted themselves into every single potential um, issue that was happening in Nigeria. So there was Occupy Nigeria in 2012 protest. I think there was a protest at the time, Occupy Nigeria. APC inserted themselves and they protested also and they made themselves known. People knew about them. You get my point? You're not going to vote for who you don't know. I mean, even though in 2019 there was there was some other parties that came about. Was the cloud, was the time enough? The timing you came out and protested Sorry, you came out and actually made yourself know because you, people need to know you. People at the time, a lot of people knew about PDP and little bit of PDP, anyways. But before APC came outside and gave them an alternative, sadly, I don't think there's a difference between both of them, though. But, anyways, I digress. Now, what have we done? This party is not the party now. I'm not hearing any talk about this party anymore. They said they want to run with the Young Democratic Party, okay? They said they're going to pick a candidate, okay? Who is the candidate you've chosen? And have you guys started doing work, doing the proper work to make the candidate known? Have you started? No, not even that one. Is your party known? It's not about getting the candidate known. Is your party known yet? 2023 is two years from now, right? 2023 is two years from now. After last year, 2020, they should have actually, after the whole protest happened and the things happened, the, the work, the groundwork on the party should have started. You know, who's working, who's doing the movement, who's moving around, who's letting people know that there's a party that is existing that we can actually use to unshake and unseat things and, and make things known. You know, this was, these things have not been, they are not being done. Everybody has just gone back into their shell. I know it's an unfortunate situation, unfortunate thing that happened. Well, if we want to change Nigeria, we actually have to do a lot of work, you know. So this party is now is not known. Everybody has hidden. Nobody's talking about anything. Nobody's saying anything about these parties. We just protested. And the sad thing is that the police brutality is still going on. Maybe it has been minimized, but it's still going on. You know, they ended south and they defrauded us with you know the the usual you know lip service and all that and. Buhari's um, handling of the whole situation after it happened and how, you know, it's really unfortunate and how everything happened after he, his speech and all that. It's, it's, it's really, really mind-boggling, I'm not going to lie. And when you, you see the reaction, it's back to normal service from Nigerian youths. You know, we, we are laughing things of things are getting serious. In 2023, when it's time for voting, people are going to complain again about how they, they don't have an alternative. But, you know, some people on Twitter, will, you see some parties pop up around, in 2020, 2022, right? Parties will pop up from nowhere, you know, start popping up. Parties will start popping up, letting people know, oh, yeah, I'm a party, vote for me. And none of these parties, from what I saw in 2019, 2018 slash 2019, what I saw... A lot of these people are just 
stomach after their stomachs trying to get some clout from the current because a lot of them ended up endorsing um Harry. so only few ended up standing on their own and tried to fight and even they ended up endorsing the two main guys the apc and pdp a lot of them ended up endorsing those two the others some people just you know moved on and just tried to do their own thing now this is my own take on the whole thing i've spoken about it already we're not doing any grass work we're not doing any grassroots jobs um i followed aac 2018 i followed that party online i saw how their movement was like they, they toured that campaign around nigeria they really went to 36 no 32 32 states or 35 states now you go to the farmer in in uh, Otsuko, inside the, the villages in Benue, in the, the villages the, the villages in Otsuko, did you go to meet that farmer? Did you go to the cattle rearer, the uh, Fulani guy, the Fulani guy in um, on the on the, in um, Plateau State? Did you meet that guy? Did you campaign to him? What have you guys? Have you guys actually made any moves? The guys abroad. What are you guys doing? Are you telling anybody anything about? Is there any party? That's what I want to know. Is there any party that was saying? We're going to come together and vote for this party. Personally, the, the whole um, APC PDP thing is just not for me personally. You know, are you, which party is people, are people coming out and saying we're going to vote for? I'm not a politician. I'm not, in, I don't like politics personally. I don't like politicians. But I just spoke, want to speak about this whole thing. Basically, I talk about football most of the time. I just want to speak about it. It's bugging my mind. I'm like, what next? Because I saw people talk about a new party, a party and all that. What next? You know, forget about whatever you think about these politicians, these guys in power. They've mastered the art, you know, of these things. They've done, they've done their duty. They've done these things, and they know how to handle this, right? If you want to unseat them, you have to be known. You you can't come out and tell people vote for me, but they don't know you. I mean, yes, you could argue that these guys have been incompetent. You could argue about that. Yeah, but a lot of these people, this is all they know. And you, they will just assume that these guys don't have enough clout. You have to show people that their votes will not be wasted. In quotes, wasted. Because, like it or not, this is why they're not voting for these parties. Because they don't believe that these parties have the clout. They don't, ha- they don't believe that these parties have the name needed or required to, to win. They don't believe that. And that's why they will end up voting for the status, the... That the, the status quo, the normal service will resume, normal service will continue. So that's my my question now: is what next? Are people doing the moves? Are people what are they doing about this um, party they want to start? Nobody's doing it. Nobody's saying anything. I'm saying this over and over again. Nobody's saying anything. 2022, 2023 will come out and people will vote again for the same guys, the same faces, recycle the same guys, and get this. Obviously, get the same results because stagnant water. You can't get clean water from there. Stagnant water has lots of particles in it. You can't get anything good from it. If it, it, it smells, basically, it's stagnant. A lot of particles will settle on the water. Everything will settle on it. Then it start growing some stuff. Probably invisible, obviously invisible stuff, invisible um, particles. You drink stagnant water in a spot that is exposed to the air. You drink it. You get diseases. You fall sick. After falling sick, you will. Uh, you will have a lot of complications, probably die or something, you probably survive it. And when you bounce back, you, you go back to keep drinking that water, your body will adjust to the bad water you're drinking, which is literally the average Nigerian. You're adjusting to that bad water. So the day you taste good water, which is probably flowing water, and you go out to taste stagnant water, you fall sick again. It shows you this is just literally Nigeria in a nutshell. But that's just what I wanted to say. I wanted to just say what you know what exactly is the next step? What are we doing about this party? Because it, it, you know, much as it might look like a joke, but 2023 we'll, we'll not be able to do anything. <laughs> we'll just complain and complain and complain again. And yeah, so what I just wanted, I just wanted to say. And in other news, I've got a lot of things to talk about. It's really been a long time, man. I'm not gonna. Actually, I have a lot of things to talk about. Um. So back on the agenda. What else? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I have a lot of things to talk about. And yeah, one more thing. 
some other things um if you've been online social media also the um don davis versus deeper life um, boarding school secondary school now if you've been online you must have seen or come across a video or something i saw it and then um, it's i have a lot of reservations you know i also saw a video also but i think i'll go over it one by one it's just my what i it, these are things with church universities church institutions church educational institutions basically educational institutions that are tied to churches now i'm not coming here to blast churches i'm not no i don't i'm not I'm not that kind of guy i'm not coming here to do that i'm not doing that but i'm going to say a lot of uncomfortable truths that people do not want to hear and it's sad that people do not want to hear these truths but they are truths now i saw a video circulating online i think it was landmark university like i said i'm from a family we attend living faith church family and i've always personally i've been critical about how Covenant university and landmark university do their things but i don't attend the school so i'm not really going to i, I probably i probably didn't attend it i mean i didn't attend the school so i don't really i'm not really going to say much about it i'm not really i don't pers- okay if I see something I don't like, I don't want to be a part of it. I just, you know, take a step back and I just couldn't want to att- attend the schools because I didn't want to. Even if it was brought up to me to do, I wouldn't because I just didn't like the um, certain things that I saw, that, you know, that I heard about it. I didn't like it and you know, it's just the way it is and how students... So I saw a video. Um, I don't know what was happening, but the, the staff, the students, they were trying to make a student take his shirt off. I think it, probably something was written on the shirt they didn't like or something like that. I told him to take his shirt off. Now, maybe whatever was written on the shirt, I don't know. Whatever transpired, I do not know. Right? Maybe he wasn't told to take his shirt off. Maybe there were reasons why he wasn't taking his shirt off. I don't know why. But taking him to take his shirt off, personally, I don't really, I don't really, um, I don't know what happened. But one thing that stood out for me was when one of the um, administrators or the, the guys in the school told the boy was trying to say, they told him you have no right to explain yourself. I was like, what? Why? I mean, isn't this this an adult? Even if he's 16 years old or 15, okay, maybe he's not an adult. Maybe even if he's he looked big, he looked old enough, he looked probably looked like he could probably be 18. So what? He has it. I mean, I'm, I mean, even though even the criminals, the guys who murdered, even these the <laughs> Dylan Roof, who who shot up a church in America, right? Has the right to explain himself, even in court. He had the right to explain himself in court. The guy who shot up a black church in America, he had the right to explain himself. Even um, El Chapo, right? Probably had the right to explain himself because there's the reason why you don't you don't kill people when you arrest them police officers don't kill when they arrest them they take them they have their day in court to defend themselves and they get lawyers and they fight the cases to prove that they are innocent it is just the way it is not a freaking so how can you tell somebody that he has no right to defend himself to explain himself how it, what message are you sending as an education is this a school shouldn't you be building confidence you should be building students who would have the confidence to stand up to authority to stand up and say when they see something when even if authority may be right sometimes but students who would be able to i mean personally even though i don't i don't really think i don't really believe that maybe they were right in that situation personally i don't maybe they were i don't know but from what i've from the stories i've heard about how students have been treated a lot of these um schools private universities and religious um schools schools that are owned by you know nigerian churches it shows that a lot of it was not because they the way they treat they raise students they raise students the way a lot of them are raised personally their personal lives one also they try to raise students with the nigerian stereotypical um way maybe it's not the church's um own principle but the teachers who work there themselves you know they they have this their own personal way of getting things done and that's why they're getting things done like that so it's literally and is sometimes it's effectively a glorified secondary school. They it's just what is left is for them to hold cane and flog. I I I don't know if they flog students with cane in school, but that would be really embarrassing, I'm not gonna lie. So back to the point here. It's also good students that could that can stand up when they feel their rights have been trampled on. You're supposed to be able to do students who will be able to tell you, no, I think I'm wrong here. Then you say, okay, tell me why you're wrong, and you defend yourself. 
and when you prove that you're not the person is not going to prove that he's wrong he's right then you win the case that's what is really building probably why a lot of nigerians are i'm not going to say i'm not going to say the p word over i mean i'm not going to curse. <laughs> i'm trying not to i'm putting a lead on my cussing attitude probably why a lot of nigerians are a lot of nigerian youth are like that they can't stand up for their rights because i mean from the home imagine that child right grew up grew up in his home his parents I, I don't know if it's all like that but his parents probably told you know parents are like shut up you have no right to say things here you know you have no right you're a child you're a small rat you're this you're that says that they send him to that school he they eventually like that too in that manner he graduates and he's out in society and he's like he's meek he's just cultured and tamed he can't stand up for anything he's pushed around in society like a salad like a vegetable like a cabbage he's kicked around like a it's kicked around basically stepped on like a third so because he, he doesn't know how to stand up to, for his right doesn't have to stand up and say wait i think something is wrong here well in that situation there he's been i mean i've heard stories in many schools i know people personally who've been in these schools before so they know they told me about or how things work there i wouldn't i, I wouldn't <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, if I actually attend on this school, really I may have been expelled. I don't know because I may have been, probably have been expelled eventually because some of these schools there. <laughs> I'm not a stubborn guy, but I just hate being told what to do. I hate being controlled personally, so I wouldn't have. Then the the thing also comes, and why some of all these schools they get away with some of all these things that they do is the religious nature of Nigerian, the Nigerian society. Nigeria, Nigeria, Nigeria is religious, but were you wicked, wicked and hypocritical? They believe that because they are, in, they are going to the church and they are living a certain way, they are allowed to be awful human beings. And you see that a lot with Nigerian parents, a lot of Nigerian parents who, who have this attitude of how they treat people, very repulsive attitude of how they treat people who are younger than them. And, okay, let me give you an example, right? Things like, a lot of parents, a lot of older people in Nigeria have actually been, you know, they have this attitude when they when they raise their parents, their children at home, right? They have this attitude, their children, their children are beneath them, you know, can't stand up, can't talk, they can't have conversations, children are beneath them. Now they go outside and assume other children who are so at their children's age will be like that to them. So I, I think there was one time on Twitter, there was a, after the NSAS protest, right? Spoke about it in the previous segment. The NSAS protest, we I saw a lot of I read a lot of tweets. I read a lot of. Um, I was doing some tweets and some exchanges. And so one man, so some people were talking about how the entire process was like. And a man replied and said, "The government has listened to you." Da, 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 da. I'm like, and I told the guy, like, you can't really be this naive, you know, to actually believe this government on what they've told you because we've seen them make promises and fail. Politicians, this is the world of politician. They tell you they want to do this and they end up not doing it. And then the man, you know, came about and replied me, and you know, in, in the manner of saying that I'm trying to be disrespectful, you know, why would I, you know, imply? It was a very long tweet. I'm just summarizing. I can't really talk about our exchanges, but it was implying that me calling him naive is me insulting him. And you're like, can you tell my father? Can I tell my father that he's naive? I'm like, no, you're not my father. So besides, if you're being naive, you're being naive because you can't really be this gullible. To believe that a government will tell you this after you've seen them do say one particular thing for the past four years, right? And they tell you something for the fifth time, and you actually believe it, then you are being naive. Then it's it's not it has nothing to do with age. It's just a fact. You're just being naive. I forget about your age. But like, you're not my father. You can't really come tell me that. You know, besides, you're not. You're not my father. And and this is what they always do. They always try to tell you that. So when you see their behaviors. In school, and they, they and this is the same Nigerian church setting. Nigerian people in the same Nigerian society, this worship of money. You know, they believe that they're in church, so a family can go out and bezel public funds and come into school, be a deacon, be an elder in the church, and then they, he goes, he does whatever he wants in church. People applaud him. The same people who come outside. So when you see these things in Nigeria, it makes you just laugh. I call Nigeria a wicked society. We're just hypocrites. And who just believe that they are in the church because they attend the church, they are in the church gathering, they are the right people. So you, these things tra- and they cross over to school. A lot of religious institutions, they cross over this article. So you see them treating people who are adults, who are human beings, treating them like children, like slaves. Because most people wouldn't even, uh, they will treat them, they will treat their kids. 
and don't talk about how they probably expect it's basically a dictatorship because they probably the day you stand up already expel you it's funny and ridiculous. I mean they expel you even though you're not costing up kicking up a force as much as they want. But and it's also let's not forget about the line, right? I'm not saying the church, maybe the church but people who work there, right? They are the ones I'm addressing, right? Let's talk about how it's you you, you don't know because right now because the power is in the hands of the authorities. A lot of the people who work there can actually lie and frame students. Maybe you could have a disagreement with somebody. I'm not saying they've done it. I'm just saying it's possible that they can do it because the power is basically in some of their hands. So they can actually frame things and get cover-ups and get things done. Because if we see this in, in, in federal universities where they have this problem, even when the lecture, even though, you know, the federal universities who have more freedom, where you know you can actually defend them, right? Imagine a private school where the power is in the hands of your authorities. Imagine how it's like. So these guys can go and go up, get and get things done and go up and kick you out. You know, it's weird, but let's not let's not pretend that it's not possible, right? Now, after these guys do these things, they, they get to kick you out, you know, they get to twist stuff and lie on you, and then they get you kicked out. They connive and get you kicked out, right? It's possible they can do it, they can twist words and lie on you know, how they assault students oh, it's weird man i mean I'm, i so you're looking at nigerian parents they have this is their own personal attitude that some of them who end up working there cross over with this attitude there to these schools and then you you, you see that in full flow then they'll tell you and when, I, I know what i mean this profiling okay the profile when the old the the activities of SARS, police, police, police activities in Nigeria, it's not just a police thing, it's a cultural thing. Nigerians profile people, we stereotype people based on appearance. We do that multiple times. And it's unfortunate and really stupid, right? Over the time, over the years, I, I've, maybe because me, my own personal lane as a person, I'm very, I'm centrist rather. I'll, be, I'll say I'm centrist, I don't really belong to any side. I just see things with it because I figure my views. I'm not really boxed in one place, right? In the sense, of, I'm not very conservative. I'm not very liberal. I'm just around the middle there. And even in that middle, I'm probably not in one spot because another why sometimes I may be very liberal. Some people think I'm very, very liberal. I'm, I'm, some people probably some people who are actually very conservative. This is not politics, please. It's just a character. It's just character leaning. Some people probably think I'm very conservative as a human. Some people who are conservative as humans, human beings, would think I'm very liberal. The time that I will talk, and you probably think, oh, you're a person to be liberal, I'm thinking I'm very conservative as a person. It's not a political leaning, please. It is actually a personal. Everybody is. You check yourself, you find out that you are sometimes. You look at the issues and your opinions on things, the way you stand and how you view life, you will know where you stand as a person. Funny thing is, most people, most people don't even belong to one side. For people actually, they actually have issues where they stand, agree and disagree on from conservative and liberal sides. But, the problem is the, the herd mentality makes some people believe that they must be conservative at all times or they will be liberal at all times. And then back to my point. So you see this um, the profiling from Nigerians. So Nigerians, they have this belief that anybody who has dreadlocks, um, tattoos, piercings, earrings, um, think about you know, all these things. Anybody who thinks about anybody who smokes marijuana, who drinks, who smokes cigarettes, these things I just mentioned, anybody who does any of all these things must belong to, must be bad people. They must be the ones who carry guns, who rob, who destroy things. They are the ones who do that. Anybody who paints his lips, if a guy paints his lips, paints his obviously. Now, I'm all for whatever anybody wants to do with their life, they are free to do it personally. I just my own belief. Whatever you want to do with your life, you're free to do it. If there are consequences, you bear it alone. This is just my own belief so whatever you do with your body is your choice but there, there are consequences obviously when you tamper with things that are made the way they are personally i wouldn't draw tattoos on my body personally i would not i don't want to i don't drink i don't smoke i don't do many things i don't do these things i listed i don't do them personally but if somebody does them if i know somebody who does them i'm not really going to hate them because they do it i don't really care it's not my life it's their own life and their consequences basically so they carry the cross it's not mine they fully went into it and said, I'm going to do this. And whatever consequence comes out of this, I will face it myself. 
So Nigerians have this theory, and they also believe that the same Nigerians believe that somebody on a suit who had a boss cut, um, who had a boss cut, somebody on a suit with a boss cut with um, 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 what else? Skin cut, yes, um, no hair, your bald, bald hairstyle and everything, low cut, trim nails, you know, no pens, no piercings, no earrings, no this, with glasses. They believe these are the best people in society. Dressed. Put on kaftan, natives, agbadas, and all that. The believe these are the people that are the best people in society. These are the best in society. These are very, very good and decent looking people. The funny thing is, people in Nigeria who are stealing our money, they are wearing suits, they are wearing agbadas, they are wearing suits and ties. They are on low cuts, they are on skin cuts. They are not on dreadlocks. People who are losing our, losing our, embezzling our funds, public funds in Nigeria, they are on agbadas. So why, why is nobody profiling people on agbadas? In fact, in Nigeria, they actually clap hands and applaud politicians and literally look down on the guy who's on dreadlocks, who's trying to get getting things done the right way. They look down on that guy. They look down on, on that guy so much. And then they applaud the politician who is responsible for embezzling funds, right? And then they clap for him and, you know, they even support and talk about, they, they defend those people so much when you criticize them sometimes. So when I, I watched, that's like when these people, this uh, this is how a lot of people were raised in Nigeria, and this enters the police society. People in the police, in the police force, are like that. They see you and they profile you already. So if you are dressed a certain way, they won't profile you. If you wear kaftans, you wear badas, you dress a certain way, they're not going to harass you. They will, they will less likely harass you. But when you're on jeans, trouser, your ulster, your sneakers, your teams your um boots you look fresh you look really good you're on your dreadlocks you have tattoos on your skin you just look nice basically dress how you want to dress even if you paint your lips <laughs> i'm not saying what i'm saying paint your lips i've seen somebody who <laughs> the guy who sold his face so pay stack he, he has dreadlocks and he used to paint his lips he paints his nails i don't know if he's painting nails on there just his personal preference what he likes probably what he prefers doing i don't care so um, when you see, when they see these things on your profile, they profile you, right? Um, when you see this, they profile you, and then this is where I've said like it's from the home, and it trans- these officers they grow up in this home, and they enter police force, and they become like this, and they profile people, and they harass people. This is what you see in the society, and then you see this also this form of oppression. They are not different from the guys who work in these private universities. They're not different from the guys who work in our universities in Nigeria as a whole. This is the attitude that they display every day on young Nigerians who attend these schools. And that, that is why, personally, I don't really... I'm not really surprised about... There's a dot to be connected and it's just people are not willing to t- tell themselves the truth about how... They're not, willing, they're not willing to connect these dots by themselves. That That's probably that's probably my own take on the whole thing, as, as I said, as a person. I don't... I don't really I don't I don't really um rate a lot of these attitudes by many Nigerian Nigerians and even the people who were out there protesting and you know doing all these things they are the same they are even guilty of these things. It's a Nigerian trait. I don't know if it's worldwide. I'm Nigerian, I can only speak about Nigerian things. So I don't know. I didn't grow up in any other society but Nigerians and I know Nigeria very well and I've seen it over and over again. When I when I was in secondary school, I was having um, a boss cut most of the time, a boss cut basically, a boss cut, a boss cut, a boss cut, right? And then even when I when I was very much younger, I used to have this old school style. What is this hairstyle? There was um you there's you get skin cut around your head and you leave a small patch of hair in front of your head. Then they make that cut, they they lower that hair, they lower the that hair so they make it so low like a boss cut around boss cut level. And they put a pattern across the side and it, the nickname is go to school that was called it go to school so every child under every child in primary school basically most of the children in nigeria is in primary school and all that. now i can understand that hairstyle at the time because you know if your hair wasn't really low the chance of you suffering from dandruff things like that because it's really high because as a child you don't really care for your hair as much as you would care for your if you were 18 or 15 or 16 right so 
so at that time you it's understandable because the parents were say, okay let's just make it a boss code let's just take lower the hair so it's easier for them to wash and clean it because children get themselves dirty it's probably what the parents their own choice right but once you are 15 you're about to hit puberty you're 13 15 14 15 16 around that age right as a guy girls are, you're going to have crushes you're going to like girls you're going to have crushes on girls and you want to look good for the girls you have to at that point you probably have to take care of yourself even more you want to take care of yourself even more right so at that time you would less you want to wash your hair with shampoo look clean at all times now i digress a bit though maybe that sounds a little bit too personal <laughs> but anyway <laughs> that sounds too personal but <laughs> um I I remember that that's that just only very sort of me as a person that but anyways when I started to grow my hair out right I, I started to grow my hair out I wanted my hair to be as long as possible really long proper fro really really long I really because my hair is still long till now I really I don't can going back to the post code very very it will take time but I will probably one day when I feel like but right now I really want to maintain my hair really long so when I started having long hair I had an auntie used to always tell me you know your hair is so long you don't look when you get your hair down you look up you look responsible you see that you see the language they use responsible you look responsible this is their language they say you look responsible in their mind if you have a long hair you are not responsible you are not um you are you are not a decent human being in fact you deserve to be brutalized you deserve you don't you you, are, you don't you don't deserve fair hearing you don't deserve to be viewed in a, like a human being in their minds, you are not responsible if you have a long hair. I just ignored her. My obviously, my mom was like, "Nah, you look good. It's okay. Do not ignore her and things like that." My mom, was, she kept. I just kept ignoring her when she was talking about it. My mom was like, "Nah, you look good. You know, they left the hair. My my parents were behind it effectively because I I was doing whatever I want to do my hair and I was doing it proper way. When I was younger, I went to a former church right one time. I went to collect something from one of the teachers them i was once as a child we attended the church right at the time so the children church at the time i was still a small boy so when they saw me bigger right so this was back in 2013 or 2014 or 2013 2013 my hair i just finished i just blew my hair out because i actually used a lot of relaxer i used relaxer and uh, my obviously my hair blew and it was really looking really long and really flowing not flowing then it's maybe it was like a, it was a fro basically it was a fro and then they saw you like wow david you know how are you doing oh god i mean like, okay <laughs> they told me you know this is not good and like oh my goodness the same language you see when this is just a, this is just a a normal thing from amongst them this is just their language they use so when you see this these are the same people who end up working in these private universities so that's why you won't be surprised when some universities they make you you know have boss cuts. They don't allow you have long hair. They basically make you have boss cuts. They make you have they make you dress a certain way. No, no way, man. They make you dress a certain way, profile you. I don't know who put this thing in the minds of Nigerians. And it's probably what and and, and I think the one thing I want to also believe in is there's a reason why the f- football as a sport in Nigeria, when people ended up becoming professional footballers back in the 90s and the 80s, so viewed as a sport for people who were not who were not going to make it in life. I think when people they started start making money in sports, they started taking it seriously. It's probably the same thing we're seeing here. Now, the, a lot of all these styles people have, they will take it seriously. If you end up making money and become successful with it, they will not they will applaud it. That's what I'm saying that the average Nigerian society worships money. Money is like your currency. If you have a lot of money, you can do whatever you want. So nobody's gonna to talk to you. Nobody's gonna. They're going to applaud you for it. Or, no, they're going to. They're not going to disturb you for having these hairstyles. It's when you don't have. It's, it's unfortunate, but it's true. But anyways, I've spoken too much. Um, thanks for listening. I missed you guys so much. Maybe tomorrow I'm gonna to come with some other episode. Another episode. I'm gonna have some more takes, and I'm probably gonna be doing a lot of this as time goes on. And then I'll be back on Monday, hopefully. I hope I'm back on Monday morning. Um, some takes, some obviously there's a lot of football being played this weekend. But I'm gonna wait for the football to be played before I give my reviews on everything. Probably on Monday, I'll be back on Monday evening because there's a game on Monday, FA Cup matches on Monday, so I'll talk about that one on Monday. But thanks for listening. And it's also the last, probably the last week 
transfer windows transfer windows coming to an end general window really been a very quiet window so far but um we'll talk about that in the next episode thanks for coming through and um see you guys and yeah one more thing um i can't believe i forgot about this um earlier i thought i was talking so much right i forgot about that particular episode i got so ingrained episode so i want to go with don davis and um the John Davis was deeper life. I mentioned that earlier before I started this segment. I mentioned that earlier and I decided to speak about it before I got carried away with the other one. I forgot about this one because I saw the video of the Landmark University one instead where the boy was being harassed. And then the so it also comes down to Nigerians. I wonder about Nigerians, they also it's very religious, right? And there's nothing nothing wrong with it. Probably a lot of reasons why a lot of our societies are actually successful. I'm not gonna actually I'm not against you know the activities of religion in our society because let's be real it's actually helped a lot even though it has a lot of disadvantages the religious society some advantages are really good advantages it has sometimes in society cannot be brushed aside now um the don davis thing people need to understand that the woman has a case with the school not the church okay she has nothing to do with the founder of church nothing it's the school her child was molested because um, the, the, the when the child was taken to the hospital, the doctor analyzed and found out that he was. They checked checked him up and said he was molested. So if the boy was molested and that is the case he's currently fighting, why is this woman being harassed? Let me give you a backstory. So Don Davis um, School. This is probably something we hear about here in boarding schools a lot. You go to boarding school. You have seniors who bully you, who harass you. You have the um, take your food stuff. And um you know, I think the story I think from some of the stories that the story that was put out there, um that when the, the boy it's picture that the boy was shown that is that um oh he was looking um he was looking I won't say fat, fat is a very very it's not really the word to use. He was looking full, his face was you know puff, his cheeks were puff, his body looking well fed going to the school. And when he was withdrawn, he boy leaned. After some months, he was lean. He lost a lot of weight. And the mom came on Facebook Live and spoke about the what happened in the school and what had happened to the son. I don't really want to go into deep into the story, but I'm just want to give updates on the whole thing. The whole story is tiring to go over. But long story short, molested. The woman was trying to sue, trying to sue the school. You know, sue the school and all that get justice basically for her son and there's nothing wrong with what she's doing my issue i have with nigerians is somebody she, she came out and said people were saying that and you know what i do not believe that when, when i do not believe that she could be wrong on this because it's something that is very common among nigerian christians in quotes christians or as i call them alleged christians they are sending that message saying you you are speaking to you know you will bury your son I'm not surprised because a lot of I've been in general churches where the pastors will preach and say, uh, you know, I kill this, you kill, you know, you touch this, you die, you know, you touch the man of God, you die. We've heard these things from them. You know, these are the kind of things they preach in churches sometimes, in some churches, right? We've heard these things where, you know, you want to die, do you want to die, you're touching against, talking against the man of God, you want to die. Because a lot of them like drawing references from the Bible, talking about how they mocked, um, is it Elisha? And Elisha sent bears to come out and they told the children, they were mocking him and calling him bald head. And he sent bears from the forest and bears came out and tore the children into pieces. Personally, um, I, that story scared me in the Bible. And I have personal reservations about that particular um, incident, that particular um, scenario. I have personal reservations about it. I personally thought it was a bit harsh. But personally, I thought it was harsh. You know, because it, but, anyway, but a lot of them like drawing references from the Bible, like drawing that reference from the Bible. So when uh, this thing has been taught in churches, so a lot of Nigerian Christians have this mentality and they come outside with that mentality, believing that anybody who's criticizing, you know, is probably speaking against the amount of God. And you don't want to say, oh, how will you tell a mother that a mother that whose child has been molested, you're telling her that she's going to bury her son? You know what? Even if. Even if the one about Renu or Mokri, even if she said Renu or Mokri called her and threatened her, made threats up to her, even if that was the case, uh, even if that one is debatable, the one I do not, I do not disagree much because I know it's, I, I would not say she's lying. Is I would because it's something that's very common among Nigerian Christians. A lot of them say these things a lot, or rather, alleged Christians, because there are genuine Christians who don't share this kind of stupid, stupid ideologies. She, 
she has a case with the school not the church it's the school fine people are saying oh maybe it is not giving the school the church a good name yes it's not giving the church a good name maybe the pastor should have come out and spoken about it and said you know and condemn see people will say it's not him yes but the school is tied to him his voice is needed in this particular case he comes out and he says something you know let people be assured that you know it's tied to you ensure that you're distancing everything is all pro like it or not it's all pro work you know pro is a very important thing how people see you in the society so if you come out okay i'm saying this you know we're gonna get rid of this we've heard this we've seen this we're gonna investigate we're gonna do a lot just you know let the woman be calm get things done and then you know i don't know i'm not really i don't know if you've said anything yet i don't know if they have you know like you know the whole situation is just looking very messy and when when I, I I saw how I, I saw how the woman has been treated in the, the whole of this, the Facebook comment, it's not really a surprise because it, it's Facebook you see a lot of this, a lot of them. They are they are they are they are in Facebook a lot. Some people are saying she wants to spoil the name of the church. Are you post, are you so dense? Jesus Christ. I mean a lot of these people who are actually saying this for their children who were actually being molested in some of these schools. They would not they would not say any they would be the first they would make the loudest known and it's probably a shame that a lot of them would, would cover up these things if they were in their shoes because that's what is the signal is telling me the fact that you you're saying that a woman whose child has been molested she should not be speaking up the fact that you're trying to shut her up trying to say she should not talk trying to say she's trying to make the church have a bad name shows that a lot of you actually it shows that a lot of you are alleged christians do not care means that you would cover if your child was molested in these schools you would you would beat your child for speaking up and saying that they were molested and you would try and cover up for these churches because very well because you do not want the church to have a bad name and these are the most evil people in society these people are very evil the fact that you are you are i mean it doesn't surprise me one bit that this is it it shows that a lot of nigerians just worship their pastors over god you know they don't want to criticize them even when they are wrong they just swallow up every swallow up abuse swallow up some just look at things and just oh god if you, I, I don't know man it's really unfortunate i, I don't know who they love i mean you are a christian you but you still need to have brains and see things with common sense is you, you have to see things with have some common sense when you when you approach things in life see things and approach them for the way they are and just see the truth when you see it it's unfortunate that this woman is being being you know hounded and criticized like this. I'm I'm not surprised that it happened because immediately you come outside and you speak, the members will come outside and you know say stuff. Imagine the woman. Will, I don't know, man. Because see, these activities of boarding school, eh, it's not really a surprise. The molestation and all that. Now, not everybody has been molested in boarding school. People, the people who love it, some people have good experience from boarding schools, but people who have bad experience from boarding schools. Does not mean that because you had a good experience, it doesn't mean that everybody should have a good experience. Somebody has a bad experience, you should not try and shut the person up for trying to speak about what they suffered there. They suffered it and didn't know what they went through there. It is up to you to keep quiet and let them speak. If they had, even if the shoe pinches them, they will talk. They spoke about these things. I'm not surprised. This boarding school activities. My younger brother went to boarding school in GS1. But he left after the first year because it, it was it was literally it was it was it was a mess. It was a disgrace. It, was, it wasn't a, it wasn't a church boarding school though. It was a disgrace. The first year, my brother became lean. He looked well fed. We went to visit visit him. A visiting day was every first Sunday of the month. My brother was well fed. We went to visit him. He was very looking lean. We gave him full stop. You know, he came back and he spoke about how, what the guys necessarily were doing to them. Going to the toilet, pounding. Let, let's say the toilet was clogged, right? Rather than using the, um, trying to fix it, the plumbing, they were told to use stick. Uh, st- <laughs> God, to pound. <laughs> so poop was stuck in the toilet, and they were told to use the stick to pound it. So it would, to <laughs> it would go through. It was really funny. <laughs> to pound it, so it would go through. It was funny and annoying. I can imagine you being exposed to that. And you school should fix the plumbing, but they, they didn't, right? Then you go to how they was giving cutlass to start cutting grasses, and his knee, his leg was filled with marks from cutlass. Probably he cut himself by mistake. 
his leg was filled with marks from you know, cutlass marks start to fill up the sores he was looking lean. he almost felt sick i mean it was unfortunate the food were not being properly fed oh god body school was a disgrace disgr- probably people in nigeria who enjoyed body school probably from the 70s and 80s right people who went to school in those days but now it's filled with corrupt people who want to embezzle money there so you give the cook money they they cook a certain portion of the food and embezzle the rest these things happen in boarding schools let's not pretend that they don't so when i when i see you know activities of boarding schools it doesn't shock me one bit it doesn't imagine now imagine if school like how much more it's private school after paying a large amount of money you still get that kind of treatment really unfortunate but I hope the woman gets justice. I hope the truth comes out. I'm all for the truth. I'm not on anybody's side. Like I said, I'm on the side of the truth. Um, so far, what the woman has said is being backed up so far. But the child being molested, he went to the doctor. You know, a lot of the activities from the school is not painting them in good light. They are just like they're trying to cover up, and it's it's really bad. Let's just let the truth come out, and let and people who are coming out and trying to stand for. I'm like, listen, don't stand for anybody. You stand for yourself, okay? Let truth come out, and you approach things the way you want to approach them. This is just my take. But good night. Finally, good night. Good night. I really have to take care. Is it good night or good morning? It's really dark. It's a morning, but it's dark. That kind of thing, right? It's it's, it's weird. But anyways, good night. Um, have a nice Sunday. And um, take care till we meet again. To my next segment coming up next week. To my next episode coming up. Take care.